Um, all right. So welcome to the Speaking Up with Emily podcast. Today or tonight, I should say, uh, I have a guest who I'm very excited to talk to. And I was thinking about how to introduce you, Alex. I'm just going to talk to you. And uh, really, my goal is just to talk to you about you. And I think that because you and I have talked, I can already tell, obviously, just that there are so many interesting things about you as a person. Um, You do a lot of interesting things. You are very authentic and unique from what I can tell, from what I've gotten to know about you. Um, And so my goal is just to, yeah, talk to you about whatever you want to talk about. And then also just some things that we have talked about before, um, specifically related to gender, sexuality, um, queer, those types of topics, Um, but also just getting into other things that you do. Uh, You make music, you have a fashion brand, you have other skills that you do all sorts of different jobs that I can't remember them all. Um, But uh, hello, and thank you for coming on the podcast. And you can just tell us what you want to tell us about yourself. Sure. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I've I've always had a love for music. And I think everything that I'm doing now Um, all kind of derived from that. Uh, A few years ago, I was, like, rapping. (laughs) Oh! Yeah, so it all... Yeah, yeah, so it it all kind of... I wouldn't say I... I, Like, (laughs) I was rapping. It wasn't a career, but I was doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's more so because, like, the hip-hop culture, everything derives from, like, building yourself as one person from the ground up. And I think that's what attracted me to it. Um, But then over the years, uh, I had discovered that, you know, with uh, modern music production and everything, you don't need a band anymore like you used to, Mm. you know? So like I discovered some uh, like punk rock type instrumentals online that I was really, really like, you know, that, that, that's more my roots. So I, I was really, really interested in um, trying to figure out how I could make that work. And uh, then... A like couple being years, a musician specifically? Yeah, like re- writing more so into that genre because it had a big part of my childhood. Pop punk? Pop punk, yeah. Okay, like, so you moved sort of from rap to pop punk based yeah. on what you were finding online. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, okay. just, just re- <laughs> re- reconnecting with like what my roots really were. You know, okay. and um, I grew up on a lot of like Blink-182, Sum 41, Ooh, yeah. Newfound Glory, yeah. um, Green Day, all, all of those guys. Yes. Uh, so I started writing uh, lyrics to these like instrumentals that I had found. And then I started uh, like buying exclusive rights to them. And then I started releasing them. When and, was this all going down? Uh, this was like, like 2016, probably. When okay. I like started. So what year did you graduate high school for context? Ooh. Or you don't have to, you don't want to disclose your age, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like I mean like okay, uh, twenty sixteen. So, so so you know, so very like, young adult so, so, that was <laughs> So the music that I'd grown up with was more like early two thousands. Okay. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. like I said, like we're talking about like Blink Winnie to like Anima of the State like album and Yes, yes. And, I can uh, relate because we're 
close enough in age that like I listen to. Yeah, yeah, too. and I, I, it sounds from what I hear like the that music and genre is still like recycling. Like a lot of people's like younger sibling siblings are like being handed the baton. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. like from what I understand of like that music that yeah, like, yeah. is still going strong. Yeah, you mean? yeah. I mean, I hear it on the radio. Yeah. Or like remixes. I feel like I'm getting old because now I can listen to songs and be like, that's that song from early 2000s. Exactly. Or like, they don't even know that. Don't like, Gen Z doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so you're creating your own music. You're like maintaining the rights to that music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is all leading up to really what I think is like a big self-discovery within myself that happened last year was when I released, um, I fell in love with a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in like the year or so leading up to that, uh, I found myself in like this lesbian circle of what really queer circle of like people that I really identified with, um, because they were all, so that, you know, that this, this was happening in like Brooklyn, uh, New York and in the city. Um, these people really had a good grasp on who they were and um, had an androgynous expression to that, that I really identified with. So then going back to how I grew up, um, I think I was always, people always sensed some kind of femininity about me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just because of closed-mindedness, um, assumed it was like, sexuality related and I got like picked on a lot like like I was the guy that was friends with all of the girls mm-hmm. you know um yeah so people made their assumptions as to what that meant and um yeah as a result I was a little more afraid of expressing myself fully like when it came to like you know like like I would like now it's cool to paint your nails but back yeah. in the day it was like you know I would do it kind of in secrecy and like play with makeup in secrecy and uh so let's slow down right yeah yeah That's yeah. A lot, right? like, <laughs> yeah that it sounds like there's been different steps along the journey of sort of coming into your own in terms of your gender expression like is that what we would call it um Flu- yeah fluidity fluidity okay and so also disclaimer like to anyone listening or anyone interested in the conversation, like part of what I want to do too is like talk about that it can be, I think, sometimes hard for people to talk about gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And like I know myself, like my own insecurities are related to, yeah, like saying the wrong thing or calling yeah. someone the wrong whatever like pronouns I feel like we're getting pretty good about that these Mm -hmm. days like you know I um but just sort of like disclaimer side note that part of this conversation is also for me just about like having conversations like this um so appreciate you you know being open to that um so because even I wanted to even take it back to like androgyny right like we were talking about some things you were looking up earlier. Um, you and I have talked about androgyny and, you know, what that means to you in our previous conversations. But I think, like, some people don't even know, like, what that term means, right? Like, um, so, like, what makes or, like, can you tell us about why that is the term that you choose to identify yeah. with and sort of how that came about? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm also like relatively new to the community, right? Like, um, as far as expressing it, like myself openly and like what my truth means to me, it's really been over the course of like really the past like year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I was, when I was early on into it, uh, I released content with, I fell in love with a lesbian, right? And Mm -hmm. the content was my masculine self dressed up with my feminine self. And they were having like an, like a one-on-one conversation. And when I put that video out, I was identifying myself as non-binary, okay. right? And and is this at the same time that you're releasing I Fell in Love with a Lesbian? Like, yeah, yeah. Because you were saying that was a big sort of shift yeah. for you. So this is all at once. You're just like, I'm releasing this music. I've seen the music video. So did the video come out at the same time as the song as well? So the video, Both music, videos, the, the the music video yeah. came out. And then like a month later, I had dropped this like masculine interviewing my feminine video yes. that I thought would bring put some more context as to like a lot of the themes that I was trying to talk about within the song. The song. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and can you talk just a little bit more about the song too? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, so yeah, let's backtrack a little bit. I fell in love with a lesbian is it's inspired by a few different people mm-hmm. and all of these people, I think, played a significant part in me finding myself and um the message of the song is really about like owning yourself and the beauty of androgyny and loving yourself no matter what that looks like Mm -hmm. right and uh you know some of the lyrics are like i love the way she walks when she wears a suit she always wears cologne she never wears perfume Right. Mm -hmm. So like her just uh, being very, very unapologetically herself, no matter what that entails and going against the gender norms that that results in. Yeah. Right. Um, And these these you reference like the women in Brooklyn that you were hanging out with. Yeah. Like I assume those are some of the people that inspired that song. Mm -hmm. Now, like I have to ask, like, did you literally fall in love with anyone or is it all metaphorical? No, it's, 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 it's not one person. It's like these, I think I kind of figured out that my type of person is very likely lesbian in the sense Mm -hmm. of, what like how they I was falling in love with these different types of people these Mm -hmm. different types of women and it no it's not about any one person but it's just more so about um the confidence that they've that they have in themselves mm-hmm. that resulted in the confidence that I had to be myself. Sure. Like they were expressing themselves. It sounds like in like a full version type of way, like sounds like you guys were in a community where like, yeah, they, people were safe to be whoever they 100%. were, whatever yeah. gender, sexuality, mm-hmm. like anything related. Um, so I imagine like having a community 
I like it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that that created a massive shift for you because you were saying like you always had this part of yourself like painting your nails now right yeah no questions yeah. but like back in the day like that would have been weird you you were yeah. bullied you said yeah, like yeah. that doesn't surprise me unfortunately mm-hmm. so like I mean I I guess that's just I'm glad and glad for you that you found a group of people that made you feel comfortable to like let that part of you that was already there just like blossom a little more so that's to exactly, speak that's like, exactly what it was it was like yeah showing me how to breathe in a sense it was like you know i've been doing it one way not knowing that i needed to do it a different way so to be you, myself how do you how do you feel different now versus let's say two years ago before all of this. I think there was just a lot of anxiety in the embracing of like my feminine side. Um, just, and it had nothing to do with like the world as much as it did for like my own self acceptance. Mm. It's like, am I really like this? Like, I don't know if I'm really like this. Like, what is this? You know? Um, and then, uh, yeah. Can we pause there? Because yeah. let's let's talk about like what this is for you, right? So something that we've talked about in past conversations is like when we use the word like queer or we use other words, gender yeah. fluid, non-binary. Sure, maybe we have these like general definitions of what these words mean. Um, mm-hmm. Like I even I Googled androgyny to like find out, okay, well, what does dictionary.com say androgyny right. is? Right. And so I actually, could I just like read a couple of, for example, two, because we're going to like talk about these, but like, so dictionary.com says neither clearly masculine nor clearly feminine in appearance, uh, having an ambiguous sexual identity or having both masculine and feminine gender characteristics, being neither strictly male nor strictly female, often possessing physical sex traits of both. So that third one's like significantly different than the first two, I feel. Yeah. But um, but like so example like words like that. So when we talk about any of these words or like any of these communities, like it's really different for everyone, it's, right? Like maybe you can say it better than I'm trying to say. No, you're but... you're hundred percent bringing up everything in a good way. <laughs> um. So. Part of the reason why I had put a pause on like just identifying myself as non-binary is because of how people were reacting to it. And I know that's like a bad way to go about it, but, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of like, I think if, if you don't know something about something, like it's, it all comes back to respect, Mm -hmm. right? Like. I chose not to touch on that word because of some of the people that identified with that word and what, yeah. And like what it meant to them. And I don't know, there's just something about androgyny that I just identify more with. And I'm also kind of taking my own like spin on it. Mm -hmm. Um, because to me, the reason why I identify and connect with the word so much is because like, I feel like I am both the masculine and the feminine, and I'm most confident when I'm expressing myself as 
a combination of the two mm -hmm. in terms of how I dress and act. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's about self-expression, but then it's also about how you feel internally, right? Because self-expression is yeah. coming from yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. it's exactly so like. But not everyone does express themselves in the no. ways that they feel like deep within them. Like no. people suppress or like do whatever is the mainstream. Yeah. I mean, not to be judgmental. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm guilty of that as well. But like, you know, that's it's. That's like a brave thing to do to yeah. express yourself fully. Thank you. Um, yeah. And, you know, that, that going back to those those friends that I had that went against like the gender norms and like wearing suits and these females just not caring in the way they express themselves also like had a big influence on me not caring too. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, and just mix and matching gender clothes in a way that makes me comfortable mm -hmm. um like tonight your look you have a necklace on <laughs> super yeah cute, yeah colors, yeah yeah your nails are done yeah 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 exactly um yeah i i i, I just feel most confident when i'm like expressing both the masculine and the feminine and mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of um, a lot of balance that I feel in that, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So I mean, you I feel like have talked about it as almost like a yin and yang, right? And like we talk about, we say masculine and feminine, but like there can be a meaning beyond just the words, right? 100%. Like we like when you and I say masculine and feminine, I think we understand like there's like a certain like spirituality to how like the masculine and the feminine complement one another. And I feel like, you know, it's okay if people don't think about that, but I think for you, it seems like that is something you think about and that you've gotten inspiration from like, I don't know, Buddhism, yeah, yeah. um, what else? I mean, spirituality, definitely, uh, within Buddhism, like, Buddha is also, like, you know, the statues and the figure of Buddha is presented in, like, an androgynous way, um, mm. because of, like, you know, there's, like, feminine, masculine balances spiritually, that's a big part of the religion. Why do we think, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say yeah. we... I always think of Buddha as a more masculine entity. Yeah. Like I picture the like the big guy, the, the big Buddha dude. There, yeah, I mean, and, and there's there's a few variations to like what people view Buddha, like like sure. that 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 bit that visual. Um, like. But yeah, it's just for me, it it is just like an internal balance that makes my mental balance balance <laughs> yeah you know, like, well, like you're not you're being your like i feel like that's a spiritual thing too like is like listening to your inner guidance that's like telling you like yeah this like you said earlier like is this the way i am well yeah. if you weren't like why would that question be popping up in your mind repeatedly yeah like i feel yeah. like that's like that's like spirituality and the it, universe working is like, that is the reason why you have this like 
something that's like, what is this that I can't ignore? And and I, I think that second guessing is in nature, in, in human nature with anytime you try anything new, right? True. Like, and like, if you all of a sudden decide to be a painter, like in the beginning, you might question how you like paint the brush, but then you realize like, I can paint it however I want, yes. like there is no yes. wrong way to paint it, right? And I think that's like a big um, parallel to what I'm feeling, right? Yeah. Like I was trying something new. I was picking up the paintbrush. I'm like, wait, but like, should I paint it like this? Yeah. You know? And, but now like, I'm realizing like I can paint it however I want to paint it's it. True. Which actually now is making me think going back to language, how language in a way can be confining in some ways. It's like, oh, well to fit into this category or like this title, you have to have X, Y, Z. But like, I feel like there are so many blurred lines, like, and especially if we're talking about, yeah, gender, just like anything. Yeah. Gender, Mm -hmm. sexuality, like anything like that. So I don't know. What do you like? I kind of want to talk a little bit more about just like, yeah, the queer community and maybe even things like gender versus sexuality. Like, how does that show up within the queer community? Because I, you know. What's the question? I know. I realized. I was like, where (laughs) am I going with this? Just like, like, okay, something I want to talk about is um, gender versus sexuality. And so, but I'm curious for you to start and say sort of like, how do you view gender versus sexuality um, as a person? And then also, or how do you think it's viewed by the queer community in general, knowing that you can't represent everyone, but just that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a loaded question. Forgive my uh, <laughs> no, no, wordy. It's, it's, it's definitely a loaded question. And um, I'm, I'm also, because I'm in like the newer expression, this, this newer journey of my identity um, and expressing it, I'm newer to it. But I will try my best. Well, like, <laughs> okay. and so, yeah. I just want to know your yeah. perspective. And everything I say is only my yeah. perspective, right? right. right. Like even totally. tra- like tradition, like the traditional definition of androgyny is like not how I'm necessarily using it. Yeah. But um, I would say that there isn't necessarily a correlation between sexuality and gender. And uh, to me, to me queer being queer just means that you don't necessarily align with how um gender is the social construct of gender mm-hmm. now queer could also include though not aligning with the social construct of sexuality right yeah, so i think sure. that's so, where so, people so, get yeah and i think all of the terms are a little broader than they appear okay okay a little bigger than they appear. Yeah. I mean, queer is the one that, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it is, like, a safe, yeah, quote, in quotes, safe term because I feel like it does, like, encapsulate a lot. And, like, it's sometimes easier than just being, like, LGBTQ yeah, plus. Yeah. Like, because even that, like, sometimes I'm like, well, where are we at with those things? Yeah. Like, and that's, again, going back to, like, how it can feel just, like, funky to not funky and like, a, I don't want to be talking about this way, just like linguistically, <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, feel. Yeah. Funky. And, and it does kind of feel like you're walking on eggshells sometimes yeah. with it. Right. Maybe and that's a me thing. No, it, it, it's, it's not, that, it's, it's but... absolutely not a you thing. I, and um, now that we're talking about it, I am also going to say 
my experience in coming into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is like a level of, and everybody that I've spoken to also agreed with this, there's somewhat a level of hazing that comes with like entering the queer community, mm. right? Where it's like people want to make sure, you know, obviously I mean, there's like terms like queer baiting and people using it as like marketing leverage and stuff. And I think people have a hesitance when they see others stepping into themselves because they want to like check them or like maybe they've been through some stuff and like now they want to like it's like hey man it's you know you can't just and it's not everybody I'm just gonna say that I definitely felt it from a handful of people and I know that I'm not alone Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day it all comes down to respect right I think that's what everybody within the community is like looking for Mm -hmm. respect it's not about like, you know, it's one thing to like intentionally misgender someone once you they've told you what their pronouns are or something, right? But like, if you're calling someone um, one thing when they identify as another thing and you're doing it in a respectful manner and it was a, like an honest mistake, that's a different story. Maybe just got it yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm, I've, I've only recently kind of gotten over it and just accepted that, like, no matter what you do in life, you're going to piss somebody off. That's true. Right? That's like, true. and um, just being, as long as it's not, like, intentional, as long as it's, there, like, there's a level of respect to whatever happened in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is making me think about, because I was looking over notes I've jotted down from past conversations, and... I think I had asked you about, for example, like, oh, what are your pronouns? And I literally wrote down, my pronouns are respect. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, but Alex, what <laughs> no, are your pronouns? No. Like, what are... <laughs> Which, like, yeah. if you, no, is my, that... Okay, my pronouns <laughs> mostly he. Okay. He, he, him, it. But, I don't know. <laughs> Cool. No, that yeah. works. And I like even like, could you maybe talk a little bit about your name and like um, so the name that you use to put out music? Um, can you tell us just more about? Yeah, that? for sure. So in 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 coming to uh, my self love and self acceptance of who who I am, um, Alex Sands. So my last name is Sands Sloan. Sands is obviously a nickname I've always had. Um, Al- Alexander is my first name, so Alex Sands. Mm-hmm. But I chose to put another X in Alex to represent Alex and Sands because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like Alex has always been my more feminine side, and Sands has, has always been my more masculine side. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the people that call me that and how and what they know, like how they know me, you know, like I would say, like. Alex is, Alex is feminine. Alex is emotional. Alex Mm. is sensitive. Alex is funny. (laughs) Sans. Sans is confident. Sans is hilarious. Sans, Sans is, um, multifaceted 
Sans is. I mean, I don't want to keep talking like that, but, no, yeah. but, 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 but I thought that there was it was kind of interesting, and the people that called me Alex, and the people that called me Sans, and mm-hmm. what they knew, like how they knew me. Um, so, like, I decided to combine my two people into one person, yeah. and uh, that's been helping me promote this androgyny, love yourself, yin and yang within us all type of message that I'm pushing. Yeah, it's really cool. And it relates then too to the video you mentioned a little while ago where you did an interview where your Alex side interviewed your Sans side. Yeah. And then wait, okay, wait. I just Sans, Sans make... interviewed Alex. Sans interviewed Alex. Yeah. Okay. So my masculine, which most people know me by, okay. interviewed Sans. my feminine Alex. Okay. Yeah. So can you like Tell us about what went into making that video yeah. or what that was like to put yeah. that out there. Even. So um, I had filmed it and edited it. Like I did everything by myself with that video. And that was like, like so hard. <laughs> it was so difficult to, it's so difficult to interview yourself in that way. Um, I was just very, it's, it's very, very vulnerable. Yeah. And uh it was, you know, introducing Alex, my feminine side like that in that way was like really, really emotional for me mm-hmm. um, because that that feminine visual, you know, like dressing like that isn't something that I, I, I had had out there a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that Alex more so like my lesbian circle of friends yeah. um, knew about. Uh, so to introduce Alex in that limelight was really powerful for me. And, um, you know, I, I, I think I, I think both, both sides were expressed in a way that, um, was just really liberating. Yeah. I loved that video. (laughs) Thank you. Because you're saying it was hard and I bet it was hard. Yeah. Even just the editing is really well done. Like, if you have a moment to go watch the video, I would say go watch the video. But if you haven't watched the video, like it's like what? It's like a white background. It's like you're sitting in a chair. Yeah. And like you said, like your Alex side has a more feminine look. Your masculine uh, sand side has a more masculine look. And like you're literally asking yourself questions. Yeah. Um, but it's like very charming and endearing and like interesting um but then also like you said like it's very deep like it's that's super super vulnerable yeah um so like how what was it like to start showing this side of yourself or not even side of yourself I guess this version of yourself um to people that you love to strangers to acquaintances like what was the sort of coming out process like in general um so I I I released, so how we're talking about like terms and pronouns and, and things of that nature. Um, I'd released it to accompany the music video back in June and um, just, it just was received from just like some few random people online in a way that like, I just like lost confidence and like, like, like this is dumb. I'm not going to put this out. Mm-hmm. And um, actually recently I was listening to a podcast and there's this guy, his name's Charlie Rocket. I don't know if you know Charlie Rocket. I don't. Um, but Charlie Rocket is a uh, 
someone that I admire greatly and um, he's been out he 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 was a big I mean I don't want to talk too much about it, but uh, he was a big um, manager in Atlanta that then he like uses all his he used all his money to like give away to like incredible charity donations. And like, he gives out to like families from hurricane victims and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was on this podcast and they were talking about him and this guy that I also admire were taught like masculine type guys were talking about how they had recently um, really started embracing their feminine side and okay. the doors that have opened within do, doing that yeah and there was just something about it that was like i think this is the universe telling me to put it out like, so look like at these guys talking yeah about yeah these guys like like right like the, these two like dope incredible like men are talking mm-hmm. about how they're embracing their femininity and how it's opened doors for them yeah and i was like i think i did the right i did the right thing but i need to go back and release it so I'd only I say all this to say I'd only re- I've only recently released that interview. Yeah. And sure. um it was really I showed it to my mom and like the people that know me, I think it clicked. It really it, it was like, you know what, like I've never seen you dress like that, but I've always seen that side to you with like the mm-hmm. femininity, you know. And the people that knew me as uh Sans, like just were kind of yeah, it just clicked. Yeah, it just that's clicked. kind of touching. Yeah. Validating and, I mean, especially if it's someone that you love and care about for you to, mm-hmm. like, get their support and even just for them to, like, val- validate that part of you. And I imagine yeah. that's what you would hope for out yeah. of that yeah. experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, super emotional and liberating and it just aligns with the message I'm trying to push anyway. You know, yeah. I think that, um, you know, it might be a topic for a debate, but I believe there's a yin and yang in all of us. And um, some people just happen to be a little more in touch with that other half. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I've always been in touch with it, but afraid to share it. Mm-hmm. And different things have aligned where now you're, you're sharing it, like you're doing it, right? Yeah. It is a process. Like, like you said, even if you made the video a while ago, like it can be very nerve wracking to yeah. like put it out there. Even like, even to strangers, like you said, like you got some like negative feedback. And like, I think the, you know, if we're being like our highest self, like really thinking clearly, we can acknowledge that strangers don't matter, haters gonna hate, whatever. It's gonna like, happen no matter what. It's gonna happen no matter what. what but like that's still like yeah. it's hard to like not, not totally ever inviting. think about yeah, it. For like, sure. For sure. Um, but it sounds like the people who are close to you have your back. Um yeah. and like I don't know, what are your what are your future plans and hopes for where to go with your message and yourself so i've i've been taking a break just from like social media for the past month or so and um everything that i'm i feel like i've been spreading myself really thin with 
everything that I've been working on the past year or so. Um, and in taking that time for social media, I was like, what, like, what matters to you? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like what, like, what are you really trying to do? And I was like, okay, I'm trying to make music. So, um, I took a break from just like releasing stuff and I've been focused on a lot of like, you know, music that I, that really, really speaks from my heart. And, um, yeah, so I plan, I plan to continue with music. Mm -hmm. Um, I plan to continue with this androgynous expression within the content of that music. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I also have this brand that I've been working on. Um, mm -hmm. It's called Kimbali. Yeah, okay, so I want to talk about it. Yeah. So Kimbali is an Indonesian phrase for to come back or to return. And how it had started was back during the uh, the pandemic, um, I, moved, I moved from New York back home and... Uh, in my reflection during my move back, I was thinking like, I'm, I've met all these incredible artists. I met all these incredible producers. I've met all these incredible film people. Like I, I, I built this big network in New York and I was like, um, how can I still like take advantage of this awesome network like here in Doylestown, yes, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I started collecting vintage t-shirts and my idea was to make everybody their favorite shirt, right? Mm -hmm. So like I started gifting that, I started hyper customizing these shirts and gifting them to people that aligned with their brand, right? So like, for instance, uh, my friend Yelda, uh, she's a DJ over there and she's also a big um, activist in so many different things, um, women's rights, uh, Afghan rights, general <laughs> rights, yeah. um, social, justice. social justice, that's the word. And, uh, just the way she speaks and like, she, she, she just reminded me of Tupac, just with how, like, like standing up for the oppressed and like her energy and her message. So I gifted her a Tupac shirt with, um, I think it was the, the changes lyrics bleached in on the back. Mm -hmm. Right. And another friend of mine, uh, his name is Taylor Guttenberg. He's a, a DJ and producer. Mm -hmm. And he was working with some artists down in Jamaica. And um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to gift him a Bob Marley shirt. So mm -hmm. I hyper custom a Bob Marley shirt. And um, in all of these hyper custom gifts, I felt like I was rebirth, uh, repurposing them and rebirthing them. So I started look, looking up different ways to say rebirth. And I'd stumbled on this phrase, Kimbali. And um, like I said, it's an Indonesian phrase for to come back or to return. Um, the logo. So this, this is it. Wearing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so, cool. so the logo is a combination of all the letters. Um, oh, okay. And together, they kind of look like a butterfly, which okay. returns through metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, alpha and omega yeah. incorporated into the pattern are the Greek letters for the beginning and the end. So the idea is the pattern tells a cycle, mm. a beginning, an end, a return, right? Okay. And um, for me, that that cycle is, I, I do kind of feel like I've been rebirthed in the acceptance of my androgynous self. 
Um, so that's what the message means to me. But the idea is like, I feel like any artist can relate to reinventing themselves. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. It's like very, uh, very meaningful. Every detail yeah. is meaningful. Like it seems like you really put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, how was the design process like? Was it, did you do all of this on your own? Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of figuring out where I want to go with it. Like, you know, I have a website, I have some, some clothes up. Um, but uh, I think I want to focus on a different direction than it's been going. Mm-hmm. And um, also trying to figure out a way, how, like, how, how am I going to incorporate it into, like, the music? Because I think there's, like, a similar message. And, uh, yeah, the... the going back to like what my plans are and saying that like everything's been kind of went um running myself then what's it called spreading yourself i've been spreading, spreading myself. Your, yeah. oh yeah 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 it's been it's been it's been difficult i've just been spreading myself then in all the directions that i've been going and trying to figure out like is there a way i can just merge everything and i think what i'm trying mm-hmm. to say with alex sans and what i'm trying to say with kimbali there is a lot of parallels between the messages of yeah. like rebirthing yourself and um, rebirthing, rebirth through Kimbali and acceptance of self with the whole music, Alex Sands stuff. Yeah, it definitely um, relates. It's yeah. Like, it's like the word, I don't want to call it like a, it's not a brand, like it's more than a brand. It's like your yeah. self-expression, no, but, yeah, but brand, like, like if you're grouping branding it, myself. branding yourself, yeah. branding your message, and then how do you get the message out there through clothes, through yeah, music, yeah. through putting yourself and your own content but the, out there? The, the, the struggle mentally has been that, like, I wasn't necessarily ever pl- planning for them to align, right? Mm. Like, I was just working on a cool fashion brand, and then I was just working on my expression of self. And, like, now I'm at a point where it's, like, these two things that I've been building I'm like realizing how relatable they are to each other. It wasn't necessarily the plan, Mm. you know? So now it's like, okay, because it's so stressful to push one, to push two different things, how can I marry the two, so to speak, and like just become this one thing that's this one brand that's promoting this very parallel message, these two very parallel messages. And um, I guess that's going to be through, through through the content of the music videos. Right. Well, yeah, like how, I mean, obviously we could talk about what you might do, but like, yeah. how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel? It sounds like you said before it was stressful keeping them separate. Yeah. What might it be like to really move forward with yeah. combining them? I don't even know, you know, like that, like that, that's, that's been, that's been the question like the past year or so when I started to see how, how similar the, the, the two messages were. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've recently, uh, been kind of involved in like, like the LA mix, um, Los Angeles. And, um, I've, I've met some like-minded people, um, that really, really identified with the message of, of Kimbali mm-hmm. and um also also Alex Sands <laughs> also yeah. like 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 the yin and yang androgynous thing is and self-expression is obviously huge out there um 
but yeah, I, I, I guess I'm in a position where I want to, I want to invite more, uh, like-minded people into the brand Mm -hmm. that relate to it. And they're, you know, like me, me explaining the pattern and what it means to me. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's also kind of a painting because you can kind of, you can take away your own definition of it. Right. Um, and I'm, I'd be, I'm curious that what these like, these like-minded people, how, what their interpretation is going to yeah. be of like the beginning, the end, the return, like, you know, all these people that have moved from their home, small hometowns to these, this big city to chase their dreams, mm-hmm. you know, like what is the beginning and the end, the return mean to you? Yeah. You know, like, have, cool. that yeah. could open a whole other, like, could lead to so many things. Like, I feel yeah. like what I'm thinking about is like what they say about how, it's not about the end goal. It's about the process. And it's a cliche, but I could tell myself that every day no. and still forget that, like, no, no, no. Like, just do the things. And, like, that's doing it. Like, yeah, just do yeah. it. Meet people. Yeah. Like. My my father's a stonemason. Yeah. And uh, he immigrated from Italy. And he's just built, builds the, these incredible stone houses and stone walls and something he always said to me growing up when I was working for him was, it doesn't matter if you only lay five stones a day, just lay them right. And eventually the stone house will be done. Right. Mm -hmm. So like whatever you're doing, like just, you want to get more guests, like just drop five emails, drop five DMS, Mm -hmm. like, like, like whatever your goal is, like, sure. If you could do a hundred phone calls a day, go, but Mm -hmm. like start with five and like, see where that gets you and like just just be if if you're in it for the long run building a little day a little bit a day is gonna add up yeah and that's the way to do it like things don't usually happen overnight (laughs) so yeah I that's cool how you I mean that's another interesting thing about your background even that you have like skilled labor uh, background (laughs) like you're such an eclectic person I love it yeah so Um, for anybody wondering because people have said, like, dude, how do you pay your bills? Like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you even do, Alex? Yeah. You just live in a <laughs> yeah, what you do you do? cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my family runs a stonemasonry business, and uh, I've been working working that and uh, building stone walls and restoring uh, historic stone work. And that's, that's, that's been, I would say that's the real art that, transcended into all these other arts that I do Hmm. um seeing seeing my dad literally take a hammer and like chisel a stone and then put it up and then do it again 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 like hundreds of times to like build these structures fireplaces and houses and um you know it's like some Michelangelo yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's like during the process, it probably doesn't look like that yeah. much, but then you have to keep going, and then at day, the end, it's probably gorgeous. Day one, like, you know, we go out and handpick, like, five tons of huge, like, stones. Yeah. <laughs> and then there, it's a pile of stones. And then he'll take it one by one and chop it and turn it into a masterpiece. And that, 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 that really laid the foundation for what I thought like art was and the the standard and things that I always like 
compare myself to, like, you know. That's really sweet that yeah. you, like, are inspired by your dad and what he's yeah. done and what he's shown you. Um, We've talked a little bit about other people who inspire you, yeah. and one person I have to mention is Pink. Thank you for bringing it up. Okay, she's also coming to Philly, yeah. um, I think, in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I really want to see her. Um, and actually, fun well, like, uh, fun fact, I'll take this out. Her mom lives around the corner. <laughs> does she? <laughs> yeah, she really does. I think she might have moved recently. But um, so Pink is from our hometown. Yeah, she everybody, went to- everybody's saying, or, you know, all the time we say Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. If anybody uh, knows, she's from Doylestown. She is not from Philadelphia. Doylestown yeah. and Philadelphia are very different places. Doylestown. Um, but yeah, she went to our rival high school. So, um, I mean, most people know Pink, Pink. Pink, I feel like, is a good example of a woman who embraces her masculine energy. And, like, I love Pink. Like, I love that, like, badass confidence. And, like, she, like, even she's had different hairstyles. She's had short hair. She's done, like, I feel like skater looks over the years. Like, she's a cool, a cool person for sure. If there's somebody that I'm watching a music video and being like, how do I get more like that? It's Pink. Oh, I love that. And um, just everything, everything, just everything, <laughs> everything about everything she's ever done is just like so has always been so, so inspiring. Like, obviously, like, you no, know, the, the Blink-182 stuff kind of, I think, brought me to rock. Um, mm-hmm. But like just seeing the way Pink, what she did with it and how the, the direction that she took it um, really, really touched had a big impact on me growing mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and uh like you said the, the the whole masculine i mean she she there, there's a there's a video of her accepting uh an mtv mtv award where she's talking about um how her daughter says mommy i'm not like pretty she said what do you mean like you're not pretty she's like i don't know like i look like a boy and then she was like what do you mean like you know who else looks like a boy like me but yeah. like, I don't like I don't give a f word yeah. <laughs> you know um yeah. yeah and uh if the stars align I'll make a, something with pink someday but oh, there, there's, yeah. there's 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 def, there's there's that. definitely a lot of uh synergy in in presentation message um yeah self-love acceptance right Yin and yang. And it, it is interesting, like, something I've been thinking about this whole time we've been talking is how, and, like, this is even something we could probably talk about for another 30 minutes to an hour, but, like, how we assign different meaning to, like, the masculine qualities and the feminine qualities yeah. and, like, how sometimes they're seen as positive or negative, but it also totally depends on the context. So a girl, a little girl looking like a little boy, in her mind, she's socialized to think that's a bad thing. Like, right. I'm ugly or whatever. Yeah. Or a boy crying. This is a classic example. But, you know, men historically yeah. have right. been told men don't cry. Like, right. And again, I think these things are shifting. Um I think it's like a, you know, like anything, maybe a slow burn. Um, But I think people are waking up to some of those like stereotypical views and just narrow minded ways of thinking about gender expression. Um, So my hope is that we continue to move more in an open direction 
and people like you will be spearheading the movement. Every stones, talk about those five stones. Yeah, you are one of the stones. That being said, I also think about like some of the struggles that like I was talking about having gone through, but just thinking about like how much worse the people before me like mm. had to go through, you know, mm. so it's like you have perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean you don't seem like someone who like takes things for granted or like does things lightly like you know you seem to be a thoughtful individual i'm I'm definitely consciously moving yeah and um you know i I think that's a whole nother a whole nother conversation about like art and consciousness uh but you know like like i said I, i try to be respectful and how i be myself, but yeah. also trying to have a balance of being unapolog- uh, unapologetically myself. Right, right. right. Um, and but, you can't live your life based on other people, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Like, yeah. So, I I feel like we've talked about a lot, yeah. um, and we're pretty much rounding out on time. So I have like some random quick little questions that I could end us on. But before we do that, just is there anything else um, that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to mention or just anything that you would want to say to someone who might be struggling with gender or identity issues of any kind? Um, And I know we didn't get too much into mental health either. Like I think you've, you've talked about how you know, you're feeling that you can be a more full, authentic version of yourself and that that's ultimately helped your mental health. But like, I'm sure there's been ups and downs with that. Um, So just, I don't know, anything else that you want to comment on? Yeah. uh, I feel like I just asked you like three questions. Yeah, it's it's loaded. Whatever comes um, to mind. I, I, I would tell anyone in their struggle just to remember that, like, I think we're all on some type of journey to identity. And I think that's always like, you know, obviously there's a balance of remaining true to yourself and also not necessarily being committed to who you used to be or who you were. Like who you were yesterday does not have to be who you are today. Mm. And I think every... um everyone is, I think we're all constantly evolving, mm-hmm. right? And uh, just self-love and self-acceptance is the key to everything. And sharing love and being loving is like not an expensive trait. So like, you know, like just try try to spread it as much as you can and just see how the universe hits you back with it. Yeah, and like, especially speaking to anyone who who has opinions on anyone else's self-expression, you know, whether it's like their art or their, their, how they dress or how they look, like, yeah, I feel like people do need to just like love each other as corny as that can sound. It really is about that. And like, that's something I never will understand is anyone who has a problem with how anyone else is expressing themselves. I'm like, you probably like are repressing yourself. 
So that's, yeah, so that's why you're bullying this person. And then, you know, we don't have energy for that. So focus on, yeah, spreading love. And then, yeah, I do think it definitely comes back to you. And, um, yeah, I really love everything you're doing. Yeah, choices (laughs) are. What's that movie, Pay It Forward? That's uh, it's like an old movie where they you do something nice for someone and then when you find out what that person did then you have to do it for the next person it gets dark someone dies we'll look it up after this but it has a mostly positive message about paying it forward mm-hmm. treating people kindly yeah never knowing who someone is or you know um stuff like that so I'm going to skip my random little questions. Uh, I feel like we have talked about a bunch of things and thank you for being vulnerable today. Um, and in your music, in your work, in your YouTube videos, I'm excited to see what else you put out there in your fashion. Like I really, I'm excited to see what you do next. So Emily Price. Likewise. I'm very proud of you for starting this journey. I think this is also speaks to, the journey of identity and you have sure. you have found something that you enjoy doing and um keep going with it cool i will all right thanks for being a part of it no problem